Welcome to the Your Dream or Mine podcast, the place to be if you dream of living a life of fulfillment, freedom, flow, and most importantly, fun. I'm Laura Cruz, the Dream Transition Mentor, the creator of the unique six-step Dream Transition Method, which will take you from idle daydream to transitioning into your wildly successful freedom-based business. Listen to inspirational stories from women who have been brave enough to take the leap from corporate and now live the life they've always dreamed of. Women like you and me. They did it, I did it, and you can too. Grab a cuppa, find a cosy spot, then sit back and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Your Dream or Mine podcast. This is episode 84. I want to talk to you today about permission. Permission is a funny word, isn't it? You remember when you're at school and you had to have a, a permission slip um, to go on a school trip or something like that. The funny thing is now, I digress, but the funny thing is now with my kids with school, like my son was going to Thorpe Park on a school trip at the end of last term and I paid online because obviously, you know, back in the day I used to pay by cheque, paid online for the trip. Then I had to fill out the permission slip to say that he could go, which I kind of thought was a little bit redundant because I'd already paid for it. So if I didn't want him to go, I wouldn't have paid for it. But anyway, I had to fill out a permission slip to say that I agreed to him going on the trip and I agreed to him walking home after school, even though he walked home after school every day on his own. So permission's a funny old thing, isn't it? Because when you're a child, you seek permission from, or teenager, you seek permission from lots of different people, from your parents, from school, from your elders, from like people that are older than you, perhaps your grandparents, perhaps like your brownie or cub or scout or guide leader, people like that. So you're seeking permission from other people, um, a lot of the time when you're growing up. And the reason that younger people need to seek permission is because they're asking generally somebody older who is perhaps a bit wiser, a bit more worldly wise, a bit more knowledgeable, um, is looking out for the best interests of that person. So therefore they're, um, they are giving permission in that way. But when we get older, when we go out to work, we have to seek permission in a different way, right? So we seek permission in terms of um, taking a day off, taking some holiday, going for lunch at a certain time, leaving early on a particular day because you've got an appointment or something like that. So we still have to seek permission. And I think one of the driving forces for me to set up my own business and to go out on my own was I was a bit tired of seeking permission from other people. So it's not that it's wrong. It's just that I didn't want to do it anymore. So I didn't want to have to run something by somebody to see if I got their approval or their permission. I didn't want to have to discuss collaboratively how to do something. I didn't want to have to follow some particular guidelines or rules because, um, well, that's what I was supposed to do. I didn't want to seek permission for anything. And I think that's been brewing for a long time. So once I decided to um, leave my first marriage, I was over asking permission for anything. I just felt like perhaps when I was younger and 
in a different relationship, I kind of had to always ask for things. I just didn't want to anymore. I don't want to. I'm not going to ask permission. And once I was single, I'm married again, but when I was single in the interim, I just decided then I would never ask somebody's permission for something again. I was really clear about it. And of course, I was still in employment, so I did have to do that. But in my personal life, I don't seek permission. I don't ask anybody if it's okay if I do something. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not rude about it, but I'm not asking somebody if they allow me to do it. I'm just, I might ask somebody, like my husband, if he minds if I do something, but I'm not seeking permission to do it. Does that make sense? So there's quite a, there's quite a difference there. You might call it subtle. Maybe it's a bit of a big distinction, but there is a difference between being kind and courteous and thoughtful around somebody else, but actually asking permission and they could say yes or no to you doing that thing. So I definitely don't seek permission in my own life, in terms of, in my personal life, in terms of what I want to do. And so as time went on, I thought, actually, I don't want to seek permission in my working life either, because I want to be free to see what would happen if I did things on my own. So I don't have to ask anybody. I don't have to check with anybody. I can just decide. Interestingly, actually, I'm just doing something with, um, doing like a bit of a joint venture with somebody um, for next month. And we were having to agree um, like some content. And it was really interesting because I'm just not used to that, right? I'm just used to going, yeah, that, that looks all right. Yeah, I'll do that. And I, I act quite quickly and quite instinctively and just get on with stuff. And it was really interesting, like noticing how I felt when I had to like kind of check with somebody else. It's not bad. It's just, that I'm not used to it. So when you work for yourself, you're relinquishing all those, all those thoughts about permission, because actually you can decide the stuff that you want to do. And you can decide when you work for yourself, if there's stuff that is part of your old kind of life that you won't do anymore. Like I won't be interviewed for something. I'm not going to prove that I'm good at what I do. My work speaks for itself. I can absolutely back up everything that I've done. I don't need to, there's no, there's no proof. There's no permission required from anybody because I'm an independent person who works for themselves. That's not arrogant. It's just that I know that I'm very good at what I do and I don't have to prove that. I just don't. So, when you don't have to seek permission from somebody, suddenly the world is huge and it really opens up. And actually, you then have to start working out, okay, what what are the boundaries that I might need to put in on myself? Because actually, if you can do anything and everything, you might end up doing anything and everything. And then you realise that you're doing anything and everything and spreading yourself quite thinly and not really achieving very much. And I'll be honest, that's what happened last year. So in 2021, I was trying to do all the things, podcast, membership, group programs, corporate work. Uh, what else did I do? Face-to-face stuff. Just, there was just an awful lot going on and I just wasn't getting very far with it. So I almost had to kind of pull myself back and strip it back to the things that were really important to me and that I wanted to focus on in 2022. So that's really interesting, isn't it? When you suddenly, when you have the the freedom to make your own decisions and to, to decide what you want to do, sometimes 
you go so far the other way because you're like, yes, I'm free to do this. And then, oh, actually, maybe maybe I need to bring rein that back in. Maybe I need to pull it back a bit. But the other part of permission, I guess, is thinking about if you want to, if you're listening to this and you want to start your own business, you want to step outside of where you are right now, if you want to do something different with your life, are you waiting for permission from somebody else to do that? So is there somebody in your life that you're thinking, I need to wait for them to say it's okay before I can do it? And even as adults, even as independent adults, we can still seek permission, sometimes from our parents. You know, do they approve? Not that they allow it, because they don't when we're adults, right? But, you know, do they approve? What would they think? Would they support me? So even with our own parents, we can feel that there's a, a need to keep doing what they expect of us and not to deviate, not to step outside from the norm. So there's something to do with our parents, Sometimes it's to do with our partner. And again, remember what I said, I'm not saying we just do things wantonly and don't think about other people. But when you're in a partnership, you have to consider the other person's feelings, of course, because you want you want them to do the same with you. But permission is a slightly different thing. So are you waiting for that permission from your partner to push on and do the thing that you want to do? And in reality, do you actually need that? Or are you just telling yourself that you need that because that's a way for you to hold yourself back? We can sometimes find ourselves saying, oh, they wouldn't like it if I did that. Or I know that they wouldn't approve or I know that that wouldn't be what they want me to do. And sometimes that's true and sometimes that's a reason to hold ourselves back. Sometimes that is a way to keep ourselves playing small to stop ourselves from getting out there. Perhaps you might feel that in your kind of community or in your friendship group or, you know, in the people that you hang around with, your social circle, perhaps you you might feel that you need permission or approval from them before you can push on. Perhaps you're worried about the weight of disapproval. Uh, so that keeps you playing small again. It stops you from pushing on. Or perhaps if you're in employment, like I was, and I did have to get permission, I had to wait until I left employment before I could actively talk about the stuff that I was doing myself. Perhaps you need permission from your company to start your side hustle or, you know, to start the the bones of your business. But if you are waiting for that, remember that there's a lot that you can do before you actually get public facing. So there's an awful lot of work that needs to be done. Mindset work, planning, strategizing, reading, listening to podcasts, researching, doing courses, doing programs. There's a lot that you can be doing before you actually put it out there. This is going to be my new business or this is what I want to do. There's so much that you can do before. So if you're waiting for somebody to say, yeah, okay, you can do that now. You've really got to get going before. And it's so interesting because I think so many people miss this. So I ended up doing um, like a a business kind of training slash like mentoring program. I think in like the September before I left and I was due to leave my, my job in July. 
I did it in the September and I was a bit naive. I was thinking, oh, I'll just wait and I'll start to build my audience and I'll start to talk about what I'm doing as I was leaving my job, which was, you know, just too late. Didn't really think about it. And the coach who, the, the strategist who was running the programme, I actually did a call with her and I was saying, oh, I'm, I'm not actually leaving my job until July. So maybe I'll just wait till next year. And she said, do you know, if you're leaving in July, you have to do the groundwork now. And I'm so grateful for that conversation because if I had waited until I was given permission to kind of get out there and say what I was doing, I would have been like nearly a year behind. Does that make sense? So I would have been like, oh, hey, this is what I'm doing. But I wouldn't have kind of got all the mindset piece and the audience piece. I just wouldn't have got any of that done because I would have just thought, right, yeah, I'm leaving now. That's why I describe myself as a transition mentor. There's a lot to be done before you actually go, yep, I'm all in for this business and I'm ready to like leave my job or go part time or whatever that is. There's so much that needs to be done before then. The transition is not a jump, remember? We transition, we don't jump. You might jump, I wouldn't recommend jumping. Um, let's transition. So the other thing I guess in that with permission is of course, if you are in a industry and you are going to be doing something on your own, which is in direct competition, that's where it gets tricky. That's where you need permission. And of course you must be careful because you don't want to upset your current employer you want to keep doing your job while you're building up the business. But as I said, there's stuff that you can be doing, uh, like in the background, getting you ready for that point when you are going to go out. The other person that you might need permission from is yourself. And I know that sounds like a really strange thing to say, but if I think about what well, I'm writing my book at the moment, right? So if I think about what I'm writing in my book, it's really interesting because I'm writing about how we don't even allow ourselves to, to dream. We don't even give ourselves the space or the credit or the opportunity to even imagine that we can have something different than we've already got. We keep ourselves so stuck. We keep ourselves so safe. We keep ourselves right there in the status quo and we don't allow our thoughts to wander. Now, that's not a criticism of you listening, if that's you. It's just the way it is. I was having coffee with a fellow coach this morning and we were just talking about how when you're in the coaching world, you are so self-reflective, so, you know, really assess and evaluate your thoughts. You really think about where you're going. You really look forward as a coach. You're looking forward to an outcome, right? So you're looking forward and going, okay, so this is where I want to get to. What would I need? What would I need to do? How do I feel? How can I move that forward? That's the world of coaching. It's so powerful. If you don't come from the world of coaching, a lot of that can be really scary and your mind can be quite closed. You can be, you know, somebody says, oh, what do you dream of doing? And you go, oh, don't know. Don't dream of anything. I haven't got any dreams. But of course you do. It's just that you've been suppressing them for so long. You've not been allowing yourself to think about those things because you think it's impossible. You think that things like that couldn't happen to you. Therefore, you don't allow yourself to dream. Therefore, you don't give yourself any permission to imagine, anticipate, to dream, to plan, 
to look forward. You don't allow yourself that because you say, well, I can't change it, so I'll just stay put. And I would urge you, give yourself permission to believe that you could do something different, that you could become somebody different, that you could work on aspects of you that would give you a different life, that you could create the life that you've always dreamed of, that you could take that business idea that you've had deep inside you for all those years and you could actually get it out, that you could do the mindset work so that you felt confident, you felt ready, you felt energised, you were absolutely ready to go now. You would give yourself permission to say, it's not selfish for me to think about myself. I'm not selfish, I'm self-focused. It's a subtle difference, but selfish people are people we don't like. Self-focused people are the people we do like. So forget selfish, you're self-focused. Give yourself permission to be self-focused. Give yourself permission to think about the fact that you, whoever you are who's listening to this, that you could put the focus on you above everybody else in your life. Now, I'm not saying this all the time, but for the, for the purposes of your kind of thinking about what you want to do, give yourself permission to put that focus on you and don't think about other people. Because the minute we start thinking about other people is the minute we say, oh, I just can't do that because of the kids or my husband or my wife or the dog or my partner or my parents or my responsibilities or my work. Just think about you. And then when you're giving yourself permission like that, suddenly you start thinking about you in a really different way. Think about all the things that you want. And do you know what? All the things that you dream of, you might not get. But if you don't dream about them in the first place, you're never going to get them at all. So think about, okay, I'm going to give myself permission. And maybe you need to set a time frame. Maybe you say, I'm going to give myself permission to spend an hour this week thinking just about me, not about anybody else, not about the kids, the partner, dog, pets, not about the house, not about money, not about the bills, not about anything else, not about work, just about me. I'm going to dream, what are the things that I want to do? And I'm not going to lie to you, when you first start doing that, it's going to be really difficult because if you're not used to it, you don't you don't get used to it. The more you do it, the more you want to do it. This is slightly different, but I went to see the hygienist yesterday who basically gave me a bit of a telling off because I haven't seen him for about a year. And when I last saw him, I was all gung-ho about how I was going to be flossing and stuff like that. And you can guess what happened. I've literally, I did it for about six weeks maybe a month, and then it just dropped off. So when I went back, he didn't tell me off because, I mean, obviously it's, it's my gums and teeth. But anyway, he said, you just got to get on with it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. I need to get it into a routine. And when you start doing something new, it is hard because you're like, oh, this feels a bit of an effort. It's on top of everything else I'm doing. I can't be bothered. But when you've done it, you'll be so glad. Honestly, when I start flossing and I go back, I'm going to take it as a personal challenge that when I go back and see Georgia hygienist in February, I'm determined to have the best looking gums in town. So if you start thinking about how you could implement giving yourself permission to dream once a week or once a month or whatever it is, give yourself that permission. Imagine what would happen. I'll tell you what would happen. The first couple of times it would be tricky 
then you'd start realising you're expanding your dreams. Then you would start realising that actually you're capable of so much more than you've allowed yourself to think of before. You'd realise that by not giving yourself permission, you've been holding yourself back. You would realise that you have so many dreams and aspirations and goals, but you've been keeping them hidden because of life. And again, that's not criticism. We all do it. It's just life. We've got responsibilities. Life takes over. But the more that you start dreaming, the more you realise that actually there's so much you could be doing. There's so much more you could be doing with your life. And those things you could be doing with your life, they'll give you the four Fs. Imagine if you gave yourself permission to feel the four Fs. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know what they are. It's freedom, it's flow, it's fulfilment and it's fun. I've given myself permission to get those four things and my God, my life is so much better because of it. My life is enriching, it's amazing, it's fulfilling, it's fun. I forgot what the others are. I've got flow, sorry, <laughs> just gone. Menopausal moment, they see. And I've got freedom. Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot what order they're going. Anyway, I have freedom, flow, fulfillment and fun because I gave permission to have those things. Now, if you're listening to this and going, oh, easy for you, Laura, I tell you what, yes, because I've done the work to get here, but it will be easy for you too. Come on, if you want it, you can achieve it. And if you are thinking about how you get started with that and you need some help, then you must join my challenge. So we kick off on Monday, the 19th of September, It is the Dream Believe Do Challenge. It takes place in the evening in my close Facebook group, the Dream Life Collective. I'll pop the link in the show notes. Come on over, over four nights that week. So Monday to Thursday, so the 19th to the 22nd. I'm going to take you on a journey where you're really going to expand your mind. I'm going to give you permission to dream. You're going to give yourself permission to take that time for yourself. Half an hour each night. Come and join me. Give yourself the permission to be free. See you next time, my fellow dreamer. You have been listening to the Your Dream or Mind podcast with Laura Cruz. If you enjoyed it, could you do me a favour? Please leave a review, a five-star one would be perfect, and subscribe This helps other listeners to find the podcast much more easily. Oh, and don't forget to come and find me on social media. The links are in the show notes. I would love to help you to transition into your own dream life. It's what I'm really good at. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.